Hello, everyone. Good evening. My name is Nancy. I'm a grateful, abstaining, compulsive overeater. I have been working this program diligently for 47 years on and off. I have given away several hundred pounds over and over again. I'm back from my fourth relapse. I've been back eight years. I've been giving away 69 pounds. I'm still working on it. So that's my, that's the beginning. I remember first compulsively overeating when I was four years old. I was angry. My mother and my grandmother had gone to town and left me behind with my grandpa. My grandpa turned on the electronic babysitter, which was pretty new at that time because we're talking 1954, 55. Anyway, he went out into the garage to do what grandpas do, and I didn't know what to do with my anger. And in the middle of the table were several bunches of these yellow things, and I proceeded to eat as many as I could possibly hold. By the time my mother and my grandmother got home, and they saw, they saw what I had done, and I was sick as a dog. To this day, I cannot be, I can't see those things or smell those things and not be nauseous. My mother actually tells me that I was two when I got into other things and at one point ate a whole pound of butter, but um, I don't remember that one. I've spent most of my young life overweight and the, the vet kid in school and the, all of those things that happened. You know, junior high school, when boys finally started to come on the scene, I was the heavy one. Nobody ever wanted to be around me. And when I got to high school, I lost some weight at first and uh, gradually put it all back because it just didn't seem like it was worth it. By the time I got a job, I found a job at a department store where I worked in the back where they kept all of the goodies that everybody had to share and uh, I did I counted the money I sold money orders I had people pay utility bills I wrapped gifts and on occasion I had to go outside on the floor and one day I went somebody needed some change and I always wore at that time mod was the big thing on television and I had I loved the things that she wore that covered up her body. And I always had a long jacket or a long dust or something over the clothes. And I had run out of the office without that. And I happened to catch myself in a three-way mirror without any cover-up. And I was shocked. I didn't realize that I had gotten to be that size. Even though I bought the clothes, I knew how big the clothes were, it just never occurred to me that I looked that bad. I didn't know what to do. I was extremely embarrassed and completely, I didn't know what was going on. Now, in my family, I have several compulsive overeaters. We had all done all of the things together. We all trooped into Weight Watchers, and we all did the Atkins, and we all did the grapefruit diet, and all those things that you do. At 12 years old, I was taking amphetamines and barbiturates to try and keep my weight under control. Today, they would have put my mother in jail for abuse. But at the time, we were all, on, you know, we went and got those shots from the pregnant woman's urine. We did all that stuff. And we finally all, everybody finally gave up. 
And I spent my life between the green couch and the kitchen and watching TV. And I'd get up and go to work every morning. So I was functional as far as that was concerned. But I had no life to speak of. I watched my mother's sister lose 80 pounds over a period of time. And I finally got the courage to say, okay, what are you doing? And she said, well, I found a program, but you have to believe in God. I, I didn't have any problem with that. I'd always believed in God. My God, but, you know, it didn't matter. So she said, if I take you to this meeting, you have to promise that you'll never come to the meeting on Wednesday night. Uh, you can go to this meeting, and I won't go to that meeting. But you can't come to the Wednesday night meeting. I said, okay, fine, whatever. I had no idea what she was talking about. She said, well, I may want to say something sometime that I don't want you to hear. I said, okay, fine. Uh, you know, still in the dark. So she said, the meeting is on Thursday night. And I just couldn't believe it because Thursday night was the Walton. I didn't want to miss the Waltons for this silly stuff. But I couldn't get out of it because I had made such a big deal out of it by that time. So I said, okay. So we went to the meeting, and it changed my life. Was the newcomers meeting first? And this woman talked about her experience with the, with the OA program. And, and at that time, it was gray sheet and having to not have to worry about what you were going to eat. Everything was all laid out for you because you could only eat certain things and that was it. Or you couldn't, there wasn't anything else. That's all there was. And I said, do you mean to tell me that I'll never be able to eat another piece of bread the rest of my life? And she said, you can have all the bread you want. You just can't eat it today. Okay. So I found this, that, 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 that night I listened and they told me to come back, so I came back the next week, and I listened again, and they finally said I had to get a sponsor. And this woman stood up in the front of the class. She was, I was five foot ten, and I weighed real close to 400 pounds. And she was five foot three, or five foot two, and looked like she was about 35 pounds overweight. And she said, she, she pitched and she said that she could read a book, eat popcorn, watch television, listen to the radio, and masturbate all at the same time. I knew that this woman was crazy enough for me. So I asked her to be my sponsor. And she said, yes. She was very curt and very direct. And I thought, well, okay. And uh, she didn't say I had to do anything else but just to just call my food in which I did every day. And she would say, okay, fine, and hang up the phone. And one day I finally got enough after I had been abstinent about 30 days and I had given away almost 50 pounds. I said, is there anything else I should be doing? She said, oh, yeah, you should pick up the big book and start reading it. Oh, right, that's going to happen. <laughs> I, was a, I, was going, I was working full time and I had started that September. Going, I got started to go back to school to work on my my bachelor's degree. My first meeting was November 7th. November 6th, my first day of abstinence was November 7th, 1975. So that was really going to happen. I was going to pick up the big book. I saw that at the meeting. I, I thought that was, you know, I have writing and reading and stuff to do for school. You expect me to do this too? 
so finally she said, you have to take the first three steps. At that time, when you had 30 days of abstinence, you were introduced as a food sponsor. And in order to do that, there was a little ceremony that you went through, and you officially took the first three steps. So I did that. And uh, then she gave me some guidelines about writing my inventory, like that was really going to happen. But I finally got to the point where I decided I needed to do that. So I wrote my I wrote 17 pages on both sides about how much I hated my father, how much he had caused me to eat, how much the world was against me, how much I never had anything or, or got anything that I wanted, and how the entire weight of the world was on my shoulders because. I just had to control everything, and, and nobody would listen to me because I was fat. And she listened to me read that to her. And then she said, okay, let's make a list of all the persons you had harmed. So we started making that list, and we talked about each person on the list, and then she sent me off to make direct amends, which I did. And when I got back, she said, now we need to work 10, 11, and 12, which means you need to write an inventory on a day-to-day -day basis. I said, you really think I have time to do this? I'm a full-time, you know, I'm, I'm, all, I'm going, I take, going to school at night, and I work full-time. She said, if you want to maintain your abstinence, you'll do this. Oh, God. By this time, I had learned enough that the abstinence was important. So I started doing what she told me to do. And I started, um, I started really doing a lot of soul searching. And I was reading the big book, and I was reading those stories, and I was trying to relate, you know, when it... When it started out with Alcoholics Anonymous, I thought, I'm not an alcoholic. And the more I read those stories, the more I realized their disease is the same as mine. It's just I have a different, I, I take a different course. I don't get drunk. I just get fat. So I kept abstaining and doing exactly what my sponsor said. And... Uh, About a year into the program, my sponsor was moving, and I just fell apart. I just didn't understand how I was going to continue. I, I maintained for a while, and uh, after 18 months, I had given away 147 pounds, 148 pounds. She was living, living in Northern California, and she had me come up and speak at this meeting, and she made a big deal about there were three people there. But you know, I learned that where two or more gathered, so shall God be. And I just did my speak, and it was really amazing. This woman really related. When I came home from that, and I met a man, and uh, we went out for a while. He decided that he wanted to marry me, so we got married. 
And he said, you don't have to go to those meetings anymore. I said, okay, great. So I didn't. I had two kids. 11 years went by. I tried to go. We moved, we moved up to a, a little town on, in, on the coast of California called Morro Bay, which is about as big around as a quarter. And um, I tried to go back to program there. It wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I went to Tops for a while. That didn't work either. I finally found this little OA meeting around the corner from my house, met in this little church. And I would go there, and two ladies would shuffle in. Between the two of them, they had almost 60 years of sobriety and, and about 30 years of abstinence. And I sat and read the big book to each other and shared their experience, strength, and hope. It's the most boring meeting I'd ever been to in my life. I had no idea what a gift God was giving me with that. It wasn't until years later that I understood how important those little meetings in that little church had been to me. Um, things got a little screwed up. My husband had a stroke. We moved back to the San Fernando Valley. I went to work to become the breadwinner. He was home. It just didn't work, and I finally filed for divorce, and my boys and I, I had two children, my two boys, and I left their dad, and we moved into a, a little apartment, and I decided to go back to Howe. Howe was kind of like gray sheets. I, I did okay with Howe for a while and um, lost 90 pounds and uh, became very involved with the with a meeting and my sponsor finally said you have to give the meeting up because the meeting is all you're ever doing you're not doing anything else and I said but I do all this other stuff I keep it no so I gave the meeting up and it went from 30 people to three people and I kept going I went every I kept coming back I didn't leave it but I stopped trying to help the meeting survive Eventually, that kind of fell by the wayside, too. I, my boys and I moved out of where of the little apartment, and we went to go live in a huge house. My brother-in-law asked us to come and stay in his house for a year and take care of his stuff while he took his family to Europe to live for a year. And um, I was isolated out there. If you... If I went home and we didn't have milk, it was half an hour out and half an hour back. And at that time, that was an awful long time. And my kids were not old enough so I could leave them alone. Anyway, I finally got I finally found my way back to the program. I got abstinent again. I got very involved in the intergroup. I was the board chair. My legacy to the San Fernando Valley Intergroup was I started a website. We had a website. Five minutes, gentle reminder. Thank you, sweetie. We had a website. And for 10 years, I did very well. And then I met another man, and he was also in a 12-step program. After we were together about seven years he had a stroke and I stayed home with him until he passed away and of course abstinence went out the window again 
And then my father passed away. My mother was diagnosed with a fatal disease. My husband suddenly died. And I lost my job. And a friend of mine, who is no longer with us, kicked my butt and took me back to program. And that was eight years ago. In this eight years, I have learned to read and write every day. I have embraced working the program the way they tell you to work it and not trying to argue with every sponsor and not trying to be a jerk. And my life is so much better today, I can't tell you. I love my life. I live in my mother's house. My youngest son and his wife and three children live with me. My oldest son and I, who have had ups and downs through life, have finally got a great relationship. I have wonderful friends. And I get to watch these kids grow up on a daily basis. I never got to do that with my kids because I was always the breadwinner. But it has been, God has shown me just amazing things. Recently, I had to have my car fixed because they said the rats had gotten to it. and It was going to be between two and $5,000. And I prayed and said, oh, no, this can't be. I don't have the money. and I can't be without a car. Blah, 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 blah. I took the car in. They had it for four days. They said, it's fixed, and we don't know how. We didn't find anything wrong with it, so you can come and get it. And it was a little screwed up for a while, but it's back to normal. cost me 195 bucks. God has been very good to me. And I think it's because, you know, I, we were, I read Step 10 in the AA 12 and 12 the other day with a sponsee. And there is a line, I'm paraphrasing, that basically says, everything depends on your fit spiritual condition. And God showed me that that was right, the right way to think. So I work my steps. I do my stuff. I enjoy my life. And I know that if it hadn't been for a reason Anonymous, I wouldn't have the life I have today. So thanks for letting me share.